The McElroy brothers are not experts, and their advice should never be followed. Travis insists he's a sexpert, but if there's a degree on his wall, I haven't seen it. Also, this show isn't for kids, which I mention only so the babies out there will know how cool they are for listening. What's up, you cool baby? It's familiar, but not too familiar, but not too Everybody and welcome to Brother, Brother Mean Advice for the Modern Era. I'm your oldest brother, Justin McElroy. This I'm your middlest brother, Travis McElroy. I'm, I'm so your sweet boner. baby brother, Griffin McElroy. This is the best idea we've ever this had. This is a bad idea. It's Trolls Watch. Trolls it's, Watch. This is Dice Cast. Get, no, stop. You guys yep. have to put your fucking backs into this bit, or else it won't work. Griffin, did you not hear me say beep, 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 That was, mostly for, that was mostly for Justin. It's got, it's, this is solid gold we've got on our hands, all over our hands. It's molten gold on our hands like Johnny Tremaine. Listen, and can we've we, got to respect it. Let's be legit here. It's a two-hander. Well, who are the two stars in this? Is it some B-movie? Washa- no, fuck you. It's Anna Kendrick and Justin Timberlake starring in this movie. That's... Fucking that's roll goal right stuff. there. Hell yeah, dude. That's Hollywood gold. Anna Kendrick and Justin Timberlake. So you know there's going to be some singing up in this. You know there's going to be at least three to four songs in this movie, Trolls. At, at least Justin, on average 3.5 songs. Justin, engage us in the Trolls watch. Get in on the uh, bit. I'm trying to get in on the bit. You guys are leaving such little room for me to just like get deep. What are you most excited about the Trolls movie, Justin? Go. It eventually ends. Well, okay, told. hold on. Uh, no spoilers, but I heard it's finite. Um, trolls are back. I heard <laughs> DreamWorks had developed a sort of procedurally generated movie technology, so you can turn on the Trolls movie, and it just goes forever because the the movie's making itself as it goes, and you kind of follow the trolls along from their life to and then to their death, and then it moves on to new trolls. Let me talk about some of the other adaptations of trolls that trolls has to follow in the footsteps of. Uh, one such example is a reskinned game that was originally called Dudes with Attitude that was modified into a game called Trolls on Treasure Island. Instead of just reading this Wikipedia page about trolls things that there have been, Justin, I want to, this thing's just not, this whole vehicle's just not going to fucking work. If you personally aren't excited about trolls, so I want you to tell me about what your favorite trolls thing is about trolls. Mike Mitchell co-directed this film with a person named Walt Dorn. That means Mike Mitchell was looking at the scope of this project in the alpha stages, and he said, this is too much for one man. Can't I this. I cannot steer this ship by myself. Justin. Yep. Tyler McElroy. Yes. What the fuck? I'm not fucking around anymore, and now I'm getting mad. Mm-mm. What the fuck do you love about Trolls, not the movie, the whole The very brand, concept. The I, concept of the Trolls, Justin. And I swear to God, if you tell me one more fact about the Trolls movie that you're just going to make fun of out of hand before the Trolls movie's out, I'll, I'll quit the podcast. 
So the stakes are high. What do you love about <laughs> trolls? I like that. I bet they all Please have... use love. Please use love. Please use love. <laughs> okay. Please love. Justin, you know the tagline. Please love trolls. <laughs> I, think, I think that I love something about them that they all have their own sort of quirks. Like... You'd think that they just all be the same. You like that they're bespoke individuals, <laughs> but each one has a soul and an individual set of like likes, dislikes, and allergies that make them a Look, unique creature I, in the world. I now, now, Justin, I hate to poo now that you're finally actually showing some love for the trolls. It's a pretty big jump to jump straight to them having souls. I don't know if yeah. I'm comfortable with that. I listen. Uh, I love trolls as much as I the next love guy. trolls so much, but I don't know if like trolls go to heaven, you know, uh, I'm going to start hitting you, Travis. Uh, this is a quiz Please don't. invented to, to build anticipation for trolls, the movie of trolls. And I'm just going to start, uh, naming characters and you're going to tell me if they're real. Why does Travis get fake. to do I want to do the trolls right. quiz. Uh, well, alternate. <laughs> We'll alternate, and I'll give. Oh, um, good. I'll give Griffin I, stars, and he has to tell me if they're real. And I'll give Travis uh, trolls, and you guys have to keep your own score. Good, okay. Travis. Yes, Doogie, real, fake, fuck, Flincher, real, fake. Okay, <laughs> Gorge the Unkillable, fake. Now that one's re- That one is real. <laughs> and, and in the movie and in the movie it's played by Alfred Molina. DJ Suki. Rio. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that is a real one. Griffin, are yeah. you ready? Uh-huh. I'm pivoting. Okay. I'm pivoting. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi is a real man in the world. Yes. No, is he in the movie or not? Is Steve Buscemi in the movie? I don't know movie? if I'm supposed to know if he's in the movie. Is it not enough that I know that Steve Buscemi is is extant? Real. No. Real. He, he's real. a real okay. man. But I'm saying like Give me and let me know if he's in this fucking movie. I mean, here's the confusion point. Steve Buscemi is just 200 trolls wrapped up in a trench coat. Yeah, he's do you a mean living Steve, troll is ball. Steve Buscemi the actor playing a character in the movie? That's or the does good Steve question. Buscemi as a character appear in? Is there someone playing Steve Buscemi? Is Steve Buscemi playing no, Steve you, Buscemi? No, you've taken too many tries at this sentence, Travis. You just got to bail on it. I'm out. I don't yeah. know if Steve Buscemi... I don't know if Steve... Bu- I, sorry, I got to do the correct Italian pronunciation. <laughs> I don't know if Steve Buscemi is in <laughs> Trolls, but I do know that Trolls is him. Yep. Okay, what about, what about Ron Funches? That's not a real... That's not a real man. <laughs> I've... <laughs> Overwatch we played Overwatch shit. with Ron Funches. We played Overwatch with Ron Funches, and he's in this fucking movie. So I'm excited about Ron Funches' participation. As am I about the re- the fucking cast of this movie is amazing. Russell Brand, James mm. Corden, Gwen real, Stefani. Real, real. I've seen her on The Voice. I know she's real. Christine Baranski. John, John Cleese taking the very real risk that this will be his last film. Jeffrey Tambor, like they're so Anna Kendrick, they're so like this. This thing's like a galaxy of stars. The night yeah. sky is dark because boy. all the stars are in trolls, and that's why I'm so 
fucking rock hard for it. I trolls. am fucking rod hard. <laughs> November 4th. Say? I know what you boys are doing on your birthdays, and that's getting a fucking tr- just a troll's I'm load. I'm going to do my hair up. I'm going to cosplay. Oh, I'm going to put yes. a little jam in my belly button. You're going to remove your genitals completely. <laughs> I'm going to remove my this, genitals. This I'm going to really define my butt crack. The movie, uh, this the movie has cinematography by Yong Duk Jun, according to Wikipedia. So Yong Duk Jun, I have one question: Where are these fucking trolls, my dude? Don't hold Where's out on trolls, me. You've dog. been to their home. You filmed them. Where are the trolls, Yong? Where do you think the trolls are? Where they live? Where do you think it is? Like Yong a- knows. I don't have to envision this. I don't, I, I don't have to imagineer this. Young Young knows he's cinematographer, but him. he'll never tell. He'll I never bet it's like tell. I bet it's like Nicaragua. I bet he fell in love with a troll woman there. I bet he married, he a, married troll. a troll. Woman. But he couldn't bring the troll back Just to like America. He couldn't bring yeah. the troll back to America because of laws. So instead, Thanks, Steve Buscemi had to s- smuggle that his troll wife out of Nicaragua. He made shit his troll wife is Steve Buscemi's heart. I love this movie that we've written, Trolls 2. Hit me up, DreamWorks. We got the sequel already. It's going to be a multimedia piece with animation, but with real life Buscemi. Like Osmosis Jones was one of those. There's a troll skateboarder and it's played by Ricky Dillon. He's a YouTube star. Nice. Nice. Should we should we do advice? Hold on. I want to watch the Trolls trailer. I'll give you minute by minute reactions. Yeah, but Charles is coming November 4th. November 4th, 2016, to a theater near you. See you there. We'll be in the see, front we'll row. We'll see you there. We'll show. be in every theater simultaneously. We've paid for a hologram of us to be in the front row, just like losing it. Losing our fucking minds. Should be good, though. I mean, it has Please read a question. I trust Ron. I trust Ron Funches. It seems like it'll be a fun. I, yeah, we, we Ron Funches is my co-pilot. Right you know what I mean? That's what it says on all my shirts. Crap. I work in an office, and one of my coworkers has a habit that drives me crazy. Every time she walks by the open door of my office, which happens several times per day, she apparently feels the need to peer in, just get a good look at me before I continue <laughs> on her way. <laughs> she only lingers there for about two seconds. Never says anything. But it makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah, dog. Is there anything I can say or do to make it clear that this is weirding me out without being mean? That's from a self-conscious intern. I the the one piece of information we have failed to receive in this question is what look is on her face when she does this? Is this a look of like is she perplexed by your presence? Does she look like she's memorizing every detail? Is she amused by you being there working? Like what is or is she just like oh huh he's still here and then going on huh still here huh it's just a, I I just think some people it's just being just a, nosy, a nosy Rosie Parker. Perez like some people there's just nothing you can do about like they're not they're not checking you out and they're not doing they're not making eyes at you they just gotta scope out the scene of the whole office. Is it possible that at one point you did something mm. very cool in there? Did you at one point do something like so choice, like some sort of I don't what would that be like? Oh uh, damn! I was walk I walked by Mark's office and I looked in the door. He he was doing a fucking nine hundred right there. <laughs> it was amazing. He went he off the desk nine hundred. 
boneless in the Jesus. air. He boneless Christ <laughs> he aired boneless. it. He, he a ordered a twelve Christ air. A twelve of boneless Jesus with buffalo sauce. Um, it was, was the tightest shit I ever and did never see again. Did a nose grind. He did like astral projection, and I could see another mark. There was the mark you and I know, and then there was Mark sort of like spewing, dr- and he was just like. <laughs> Floating. I walked by and dreamed a dream of infinite Mark, and I could see Mark as far as my mind would allow. And ever since that day, I've 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 just craved that high again. And Mark has withheld it from me. But one day I shall catch. Yeah, here's where the, here's a question: Does your coworker like lower their sunglasses <laughs> and go like, "Oh yeah"? I mean, like, uh, maybe every time this happens, you can just look at them and go, "How am I doing?" <laughs> like or like what do you think and maybe just see where they're at maybe they're just waiting for you to engage with maybe ooh maybe this person really wants to be your friend or like make some kind of connection with you but they have no like they they don't know how to instigate and they're like if i just kind of like make my if i put myself out there they'll take the other half a step towards me metaphorically speaking and they'll engage with me and then we can become friends hmm. or they're going to kill you or they're planning to kill you. It's one of those two. Um, Does, what's their job? Hey, have you ever clarified what this person's job is? Maybe they're in security. Do they even work there? Are they in security? Maybe they're just like being very thorough, <laughs> making sure there's no threats around you. You know, you can, oh. if you're a ninja, you can be a potted plant, like pretend to be a potted plant very well. Mm-hmm. The army has all kinds of tech that they know about where they you can like hide on a brick wall or whatever. Camouflage. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. like they they're just checking out to make sure you're safe. Uh, you're welcome, by the way. I mean, not that you. Yeah, ever maybe they were standing around the like the the water cooler and they heard someone go. You know, I think I'm going to kill Mark later. <laughs> and they were like, "What? Uh, not today, and not tomorrow, <laughs> but at some point when he least expects it, I will be there like a grim specter waiting to gobble up his soul. I hope no one is looking when it happens because they'll be the only ones able to stop me. I think I know what the situation is. Uh oh, I think I think we have a little man situation on our hands. The 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 Wayans brothers' vehicle. Okay. Because in that mo- in that movie, in that horrible movie, in that horror movie, they the a uh, very I'm going to use this the Wikipedia description. Calvin Babyface Sims Marlon Wayans is a very short convict. Um, <laughs> did a jewel heist and hid the gym somewhere that. It, anyway, the whole thing resulted in him having to pretend to be a baby, um, and Jesus. Problematic. <laughs> Problematic to the max. But I think what happened here, Jewel Heist happened. She had to stash the gemstones in your office somewhere, and so she always mm-hmm. comes in. And she's never found a window because you're always in there. You're a workaholic and a dunkaholic, and you're always in there working and dunking. <laughs> and she always pokes in, and she's like, are my gemstones still, fuck, oh, Mark's still in here, Mark? I've had to work at this job for like seven months now, and I'm getting really good at it, but I need to get in there and get my gemstones. Is it possible it's a big situation, and she's oh, been made fuck. big? She's been made big, and she thinks that there might be a Zoltar machine in somebody's office, but she's not sure whose. 
So she are you an intern at a Zoltar repair place? Do you are you yourself Zolt? Okay, wait. Oh wait, hold on. Okay, if you're Zoltar, you have to tell us. Are you Zoltar? Because if you're Zoltar and your office is a box that is in the hallway, (laughs) you can't be surprised when this person who has been bigged looks at you every day because they're thinking about the decisions they've made and if they're ready to go back or if their work on this plane of Mm. bigness is done. (laughs) <laughs> that is how the movie worked. He couldn't go back to small until his work was complete. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't shrink you again, Tom Hanks. You haven't completed the task I presented you with. Why haven't I shrunk? So we've considered the little man possibilities and the big possibilities. Is there an average person movie? <laughs> Maybe it's a Meet Dave scenario. I was thinking Meet Dave. Why is that my average size? Because that's about tiny people in a normal-sized body. Maybe. Okay, wait. Nope. Got it. It's not a Meet Dave scenario. It's a Dave scenario, okay? Okay. The, 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 sequel, the, the sequel to Dave. You've met Dave. No, no, no. It's the one where Kevin <laughs> Klein is an impersonator. Let's just call it Dave still. No, I know, Justin. I know it's a different movie, but it's still definitely in the Dave-averse. <laughs> Dave-averse. Okay, so... This person is an impersonator of the original person that walked by your office who's currently in a coma in a secret bunker under the building. The f- the very first day, she, she the the day before she was uh emerged in the coma, she did take a long look at your uh, your office, but just like happenstance like she just happened to do it but the imposter who is now in her place saw her do it and believes that that's an important part of her everyday ritual mm-hmm. so it is not that the the person has anything to gain they're just trying to complete this illusion so nobody for the good of the country that nobody suspects that that is not actually susan it might also be a matrix scenario okay. where every time you see susan stop and look that's actually a weird deja vu moment where something has changed within the matrix. I would suggest checking windows to see if they've become bricked up. Um, maybe the stairs have elongated. Is, I don't know, is there like a guy in sunglasses nearby? Because if so, do not trust that guy. I haven't seen the matrix Nobody in a while. has. What else happens to that movie? How about a Yahoo? Yeah. Uh, this one sent in by level 9000 Yadru, Drew, Drew Davenport. Thank you, Drew. It's by Yadru Answers user question mark. Only it's not like the question mark that auto fills in when it's like an anonymous user, like they pick their name and their name is question mark. Great job. Like the word, wait, hold on. The words question mark or like the symbol, the the Unicode symbol. Anyway, question mark asks, where exactly is the F word in now you see me too? Okay. (laughs) Yes. Like time code. Um, I mean, we don't have to get hidden in the background. Yeah, I don't think we need to get that specific. Well, I mean, if it's got that PG-13 rating, which I think it does, because this is a fucking oh, magical family heist that the family can enjoy. Um, and they want to just make sure the kids go get some more goobers during the F-word scene. Oh, so this is like a run P kind of scenario where we need to know like exactly when the F-word comes. So you're going to be like, go get more butter on the popcorn. In five, four, three, run, 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 run. And then you hear Woody Harrelson like, well, fuck. And it's like, no, you weren't fast enough. I told you to run. God damn it. You fucking idiot kid. Maybe I've always thought that this was supposed to be the hardest part of making a PG-13 movie of like really sitting down like with the screenwriter and the director and the stars and like very judiciously deciding where you're going to put the fuck. Yeah, Woody Harrelson opens up the script for Now You See Me Too and he's like, well, most of this is garbage. And then he waits a bit 
And he says, oh, but I get the fuck word? Oh, hell yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm man. fuck yeah. If I'm the one that gets, I thought you were going to give it to Jesse Eisenberg, but you <laughs> gave it to me, and I think I earned it. This is my first F word in a movie. I'm really excited to do it. <laughs> You're not giving it to little Franco, are you? You're not giving nah. it to small Franco, are you? <laughs> don't give it to little Franco. Don't give it to, I don't know who else is in my damn movie. Uh, he's uh I, is the Ruffalo Buffalo in this movie? Don't, don't give it to the Ruffalo Buffalo. I don't think Ruffalo Buffalo made it this time. <laughs> I don't think he made the cut. Now you see me too. He's too busy being that Hulk there in that other movie. Can the Hulk be in our movie? That'd be very good. Is it too late to put? We can't. Uh, put, we can put okay. the Ruffalo Buffalo in, but he actually has a clause in his mm-hmm. contract that demands he gets the F word in every movie he's in. He's out. Can we say it simultaneously? Maybe like we look at each other in some kind of dramatic moment. We both go, oh, fuck. Probably my favorite scene in Now You See Me Too where Ruffalo Buffalo and Woody Harrelson look at each other at the same time and just go, fuck. (laughs) And neither one of them wants to be the first one to end it. So it actually goes for like four minutes. It's like red by the end of it. If you had a five-minute fuck in your movie, does that still count as one fuck towards the rating? Yeah. If you if your movie is just someone saying the word fuck for two hours, but just one, then does it? Yeah, I don't know if that counts. with one boob out, just one boob out and saying fuck, or like it's PG thirteen. They got me. Maybe it's not to send your kids out. Maybe the easier thing is to just wait for the moment, and you kind of kind of like do like they do on TV, but very loud in the theater. So just like mm. when the moment comes, you're just like chother chother clucker. Hey, weasel lover. He said chother clucker, so you're fine. Nothing is bad in this film. Uh, You look at me. Look at me. Don't look at the screen. You look at me. We've danced around it, though. I am genuinely curious what, where in Now You See Me Too, Now You Can See Me Too, um, does the... (laughs) Now you have seen me. You can't can't see me too. The John Cena story. (laughs) I I think it's the one moment when Jesse Eisenberg... Uh, blows the card trick, and he's like, "Is this your card?" And they're like, "No, it was it was actually like the Queen of Spades." And he goes, "Fuck!" Okay, <laughs> that's the one moment they, it happens in the first five minutes of the movie. Why are you concerned about your child learning the fuck word, but not concerned about them learning how to steal with magic? That's yeah. that's not who you want. Your just when you're going down to enjoy the El Fudge, and you're you open the package, and what comes out? Doves. What? Yeah. No, my child stole the delicious eel. chocolate-filled doves. <laughs> my child stole all the eel fudges with magic. You open up an eel fudge and all the chocolate creme inside. Listen, guys, we're here. R-rated. You can say eel fuck. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> we have an explicit tag. It's okay. Um. Hey, I do want to point out though. Please. We have we have really. Taking a lot of trips to the cinema in this episode, huh? Well, that's a very cinema heavy episode. That's the thing about when you see or get excited about a movie like Trolls, it just kind of sets you on fire for the whole craft. Where does the F word come in Trolls? (laughs) Right at the top. At the end, after the credits. (laughs) We're fucking trolls. (laughs) At the end, after the credits, Spider Man drops down. He's like, fuck. <laughs> What's up with these fucking trolls? <laughs> the movie start. The movie opens up. Spider Man away. The movie opens up, and it's just a white room. And real Justin Timberlake just walks towards the camera. And it takes him a while to get there, and finally, when he's occupying the whole of the frame, he just leans in close and he just goes, "Fuck you!" And the movie starts. 
Did you see Trolls? Yeah, Justin, I, Justin signed on to do the movie. It's amazing. He does have he's got this one thing. One thing. <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock comes out. <laughs> the story of Trolls. <laughs> it's um, a long good, story. Good one. evening, good. fuckers. <laughs> Fucking goodie. <laughs> the lion at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Morgan Freeman is in Now You See Me Too. Have we ever gotten an effort out of that guy? Because I bet it's a, I bet he can. I bet it's really good. I bet he says it, and it like changes the way everybody else says it for the rest of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking penguins, am I right? <laughs> What's their fucking deal? <laughs> Look at these black and white fuckers. Look at this waddling motherfucker Look over at this here. Fucker just eating a fucking fish. <laughs> What's his fucking What's deal? What's his fucking deal? <laughs> What's the fucking deal with penguins? I got I got to right. tell you about a motherfucker named Andy Dufresne. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what gave Shawshank Redemption its R rating. No, nope, it was PG-13. He got the only F word. Get busy living or get busy dying. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> what if he's bad at saying it? And that's why he's never said it in a movie. So he's like, I want to tell you about Andy fucking Dufresne. <laughs> What did you, can we get another read on that, Mr. Freeman? Yeah, yeah, here it comes. I'd like to fuck tell you about... You put it in a really weird spot that time. You guys ready for a trash story? Oh, shit. My dad... Wait, Griffin, was the a tra- guy, wait, the, Griffin's got to do the trash story jingle. Trash story, teach me to find myself. My dad was a garbage man in my hometown of about 2,000 people. There were a number of exciting finds and obligatory porn slash sex toys, but the coolest thing he ever found was this unmarked VHS tape. It was entirely filled with footage of purported UFOs and commentary from what appears to be some kind of NASA slash military organization. He said he didn't remember whose house he picked it up from, but I'm sure he did. (laughs) Don't know what happened to the tape, and I'm almost completely sure that the CIA took it from our movie shelf, and that's from Cole. Um, that was a horrible rescue talk. Um, because there's there's a lot of um there's a lot of VHS ghosts out there. Mm-hmm. Like you do not you absolute I would say any unmarked in fact, even marked tapes, that's how they get you. You throw in, you know, a black diamond Disney classic Beauty and the Beast, like here we go, time to get ensorcelled by a story of transformative love. But no, there's a there's a dang ghost in there and it crawls out of your screen. Strangles your dad. Sometimes you get a ghost. Sometimes you get a fart touch, and you can never be sure. Yeah. And I'm not. I know. I'm actually not sure which one's better. Hmm. You know, there's a sequel of the ring coming out. Yeah. I wonder how much of a plot point fight of VCRs is going to be. Do you think it's going to be a big <laughs> plot point? Like, oh, this is very spooky tape. Just hold on a second. <laughs> I bet. I'm going to go out to the storage a, room. There's one scene where they play it on the VHS and then they play it on the Blu-ray and they compare the quality mm. of the ring footage. I'm like, oh, this is way better. You can really see oh, yeah, I'm gonna, all the definitions. I'm going to die in like seven minutes. This is great. <laughs> this is great. I love this. And in the, in the Blu-ray version, you can see the cords and stuff on the ground that you couldn't normally see otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> it's unformatted. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've been. In you know what? Movie. It's not actually that scary. Now that I see it, this death, it's actually not that bad. I don't think I'm actually gonna die. Yeah, I just watched. I watched the Ring video on Netflix. It was great. I just picked it up whenever I wanted to. I was able to watch the whole thing in one day. It was amazing. So I tried to watch it with the director's commentary, but the whole time the director just was like, "It's pretty spooky, isn't it? Mm. Mm, this is a spooky yeah, scene here coming out. Oh, what a little girl. Hold on. Wait, this is a spooky one. Oh um, no." Look you, at might, her. <laughs> you might not believe this. It took that little girl a few minutes to climb out of that well, so we just jumped ahead a little bit. Um, <laughs> she's going to come up and throttle the life out of you, though. Look out. Here you go. You see that spooky waving tree? You're not going to believe this, but that was actually my Uncle Doug. He wanted to be in a movie, and he loaned me the money to make the movie, and I said he could be a Oh, tree. you're dead. Oh, oh no. no. You died before I finished my little speech. <laughs> I'm going to keep going if that's okay, Sally. This is flies on a corpse. <laughs> Pretty spooky. I think it's it's supposed to represent how life continues and everything's okay. Just, you know, sometimes you, things happen, but then you got to look on the bright side and you make flies. People never finish this movie. If you watch all the way to the end, at the end, Spider-Man comes down. He's just like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was actually why this did not get wider distribution. I did not have the rights <laughs> for that character. All right, let's get the money set. like to tell you a true story okay. please as Teresa and i moved across the country we had to look through our possessions and make a lot of tough choices as to what was going to go into a storage unit and be locked away from us for a month Need and what we absolutely positively needed in huntington with us for the month of september and i could tell you the one of the things on the short list that was never in doubt is our set of bowl and branch sheets this is no exaggeration we had that shit shipped to Justin so that it got here ahead of us so that we could use them as soon as we got here because we don't want to sleep on any other sheets except Bowl and Branch. We are sponsored this week by Bowl and Branch. Bowl and Branch is, they probably make the most comfortable sheets I've ever slept on. In my, maybe when I was like three, I might have slept on some like, you know, some Smurf sheets that were really great. But I think Bowl and Branch probably tops the list. Tell me about their um, tell me about their product, Travis. Well, here's the thing. You know, Griffin, sometimes you go to the store and you're looking at sheets and they're so worried about like thread count. Thread count is not as important as the materials that you put into it. And, you know, they, they keep their prices down because they don't have those like brick and mortar stores you go to. So you're going to get like an amazing deal on the best sheets you've ever slept on. And you can try it risk free for 30 nights. And if you don't love it, they'll send you can send them back for a refund. But you're going to love it. They're great. You have nothing to lose. And they don't just do sheets. They do towels. They do duvets. They do all kinds of stuff. We've been using their towels for the last couple of nights. And that one they're huge, which is always a good thing in a bath towel. And two, they're super fluffy and comfortable. It makes me feel like I'm staying at the classiest hotel in town. Um, and if you want to check it out, you should go to bullandbranch.com. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com. And they're offering our listeners $50 off their first set of sheets. Just go to bullandbranch.com and use the promo code MYBROTHER, all one word, and you'll get $50 off your first set of sheets. Do it. You'll love it. Promo code MYBROTHER, all one word, Ballandbranch.com. Go check it out. I want to tell you about Blue Apron because I fucking love Blue Apron very, very much. I'm going to be sad uh, traveling and like I'll be hanging out with my family for a month or whatever, and that'll be cool. But I'll miss Blue Apron because I'm leaving. Yeah. I can't. I'm leaving <laughs> it behind. Um, Good news, Griffin. We're going to have Blue Apron at my house 
So Yay. come on over. The cooking's well, fine. It's only enough for two portions. Well, my so. wife won't eat. It seems like a bad arrangement to me. I won't eat. That seems like a better arrangement to me. So what Blue Apron does is they'll they, ju- they'll both just watch you eat. <laughs> yeah, and you'll eat great. a portion fit for a king. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so for less than ten bucks a meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home cooked meals. Uh, right in your right in your very own kitchen, and it teaches you how to cook. And you get to make really really tasty stuff like paprika spiced shrimp and cheddar grits with tomato and sweet corn, spicy hoisin chicken stir fry with baby bok choy and sesame ginger cucumber salad, eggplant and ch- chickpea. I don't even know what this word is. Tagine, 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 with islander pepper, tomato and couscous. So many great great meals. Um, that are so tasty. I love Blue Apron. It's kind of changed the way that I uh, eat, eat food, and it has taught me to cook, uh, basically starting from nothing. Um, and this is, I mean, I guess this is another pretty good anecdote. I'm traveling for a month, and it's, like, super easy to just, like, pop in and pop out and, like, cancel the boxes where you're traveling, and they, they really don't make a big deal out of it. It's really easy to, like, get, get what you want. And they have different uh, menus for different dietary preferences and, and all kinds of good stuff. So you can get your first three meals for free with free shipping if you go to blueapron.com slash mybrother. That's blueapron.com slash mybrother. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. I have a mis- Okay, wait, I have, I have two new uh, slogans for both that I've thought up. Okay, okay, great. Okay, you ready? Bowl and Branch, holy sheet. Okay, but um, that, so they have holes in them? Yeah, that's a, the Well, first maybe problem. like holy sheet, these are great. Um and then uh blue apron, blue apron, just eat it. <laughs> well, you also cook you it. You have to cook it. Just eat it. Okay. Cuz it it's both. Okay, get this. It's both playing off of Nike TMTM and also you off can't, of the hit Weird Al parody. Yeah. Yeah. Eat, eat it. it. Eat both. it. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but you, and then you can't you can get Weird Al or John Nike to come in and be your spokesman, Blue Apron, or so, them working together. Travis, okay. I'm I'm glad that you have are so invested in our product, but we really just brought you on here for the tagline stuff. So um, if you do actually suggest who we bring on to market anything from now on, um, mm-hmm. that may be the end of our arrangement. I'm, thank you. I understand. I, I'm just so excited to finally get to use my advertising degree. Mm. Uh, thank you. I'm, thank you so much. I'm Gregory Blue Apron. And I need you to leave my office right now. Okay, thank you very much. I, I'm, I'll let myself just through the door here, through yeah, the water, through just, the water slide. <laughs> oh, the one that's marked for bad boys. Yeah, the yeah, bad boys. We slide. actually bought we we bought the uh, Blake Check Kids house as our yeah. office. So, <laughs> so anyway, okay. I have the door for good boys, but bad boys get wet. So okay, tone low. No need to shove me. Okay, I'm going. Okay, thank you. How did you know Excuse it was me, me as Gregory Blue upon this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was you the whole time, Sound Luke. Just trying to take over the blanks. Okay, I'm going down the water slide now. Wee! Bye. Uh, I, have, <laughs> I have a personal message here uh, uh, to read on our program. And this one comes to us from uh, Ian and Andrew. Uh, and it is for Becca Mason. And it says, Dr. Reeves. Okay. It's on a good start. It's not Becca's name. Congratulations on finishing college. Only took a decade. <laughs> Sorry we couldn't be there to watch it. But we're all so proud. Nanu Nanu. <laughs> <laughs> Timely. Ian and Andrew. They just started watching Mark and Monday. Alf, Ian and Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons, the TV show, Ian and Andrew. Well, you know how Alf would always, his catchphrase was just he would shout his own name. <laughs> I love cats, Alf. Alf. 
Um, he con- would also quote himself, and uh, and it doesn't matter. Congratulations. It's a bad joke. Congratulations, Dr. Reeves. We're very proud of you. Um, it's a lot of schooling to ingest, but you've really done it now. And now no more teachers, no more books or dirty looks. Time to fucking party. Uh, I want to read the other one, too. Okay. If, if, you, if I could. Uh, it's for Zane, and it's from Radya. And it says this. Hey, Zane, look behind the couch. <laughs> okay, now I, I suggest that we take this and do a couple different readings of it. Okay, Justin, yeah, could you give me know. like... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Here, let me, yeah. Let me try one. Let me try one. Okay. Uh, hey, Zane, look behind the couch. And it's like, there's a mummy back. I think I saw a mummy. Oh, okay. Zane, can let me, can I try one yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, Okay. Hey, Zane, look behind the couch. Now, I, I changed the punctuation a little bit there, but I wanted to add some urgency okay. to it. As though, like, every time Zane turns around, the thing behind the couch ducks down, and Zane's like, there's nothing there. I told you, Radia. Can I, like, every time. Sorry, I know I'm going out of order here, but I would like to just try one more real quick. Okay. okay. Uh, hey, Zane, look behind the couch. So that was, like, Borat. Nanu, nanu. Nanu, nanu, my Zane. Kind of a Borat thing. So he did a Borat. Um, on that one was kind of a Borat tip voice. Uh, I would love to hear Morgan Freeman do a Borat joke sometime, and one of his while dancing of, the dance from Napoleon Dynamite in one of his <laughs> in one of his movies. One thing that I I wanted to mention here, it did say as close to September third as possible. So let's hope it's not a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> Or a clown that you paid by the hour. Yeah, because that's going to be expensive and dead. I'm Jesse Thorne, and I'm curious about Jonathan Van Ness and his show, Getting Curious. What were you most excited to learn something about? I was really excited about the Romanoffs. I was really excited. Why were you so excited about the Romanoffs? Well, because I've been obsessed. Well, thanks for listening to the episode. I'm just kidding. Because I've been obsessed with them since I was 11 from the movie Anastasia. Jonathan, what's a baby brain? It's a brain that's finally ready to explore. Getting Curious, a show for your baby brain. Download it wherever you get podcasts. Tonight, we were at a very nice bar. And at that bar, we met some very kind people who we suspect paid our bill. But we're not sure if it was them. Should we thank them anyway? What do we do about this mystery bar tab? What is appropriate to tip? Do we tip the people who we suspect paid our tab? What do we tip the bartenders who we do not suspect paid our tab? That's from Helpless. I'm Seattle. <laughs> I'm not sure <laughs> they meant that, but let's go with that. Because I think that this now, is maybe written to us after a night of, um, maybe on the night of the bar tab. And it sounds from the tenor of the email like it was a considerable night of drinking as well. Now, I do want to make clear here, because they don't, did not include in the text, like in the body, but in the subject line, that it was their birthday. It was like a, uh, after a birthday night out oh, or something okay. was the subject line. So they met these people at the bar on their birthday, not just like a random night out at a bar. Then, yeah, they probably paid your birthday tab. I don't... Did, did you just walk out of the bar and think, I bet they paid our tab? <laughs> huh, that, that's so weird. No one stopped us. I guess someone paid our I tab. Guess someone paid it. Wow. Mm. The, bouncer said, the bouncer said, have a good night. So I guess we were square. <laughs> This okay. I've been in this position before, though, where someone was like, "Oh, you're all set. You're good to go," and like you don't want to question it too much because, mm-hmm. like, you don't want to like spoil the magic. Sure. But at the same time, like, if these like random new friends play, paid your bar tab, you want to say thank you. But if you want, like, picture, hey, I just want to say thank you for paying our tab. 
we what we uh we didn't uh like that i cannot especially if you're drunk i cannot imagine a more awkward like bar interaction have, than thanking someone for that see I think well you there's should, probably worse i think you should definitely get to like the bottom of the situation like you need <laughs> to know it's important that you know you otherwise you know. owe them a life debt but some people though some people just love lording that shit over you. Like for some people, like it is worth the price of paying your bar tab if they get to sort of immerse you in a pool of con- of your own confusion. Mm. Oh, is this like one of those like internet you know things that you all see on Facebook where it's like the young couple and the older couple pays for their meal and leaves them like a note. It's like when we were a young couple, we also ate a hamburger and somebody paid for our hamburger. So now, so now you are like, you are burdened with this generosity burden. Yeah. And now you have to go to a bar and meet a rando stranger on their birthday. I think and if you don't, in seven weeks, really bad stuff will happen. To yeah. You. Then the VHS tape explodes and you, the <laughs> girl comes out. Um, I think it's more like just they want to confuse you and, and shroud you in mystery and just know that that torment is worth it. Dad kind of did me dirty like this yesterday because we all left Max Funcon East yesterday and Rachel and I had like three hours to kill before our flight and so we went to this outlet mall and Dad texted us as we were on our way back to the airport from the outlet mall and he was like, did Rachel find anything at the outlet mall? And I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, how do you, how do you, how would you know that? Like, why are you, how would you know that? Were you at the outlet mall just like creeping on it? You didn't say, turns out that, um, he used Travis's phone because we have the like find my friend feature turned on for each other and just kind of scoped my scene out through the phone. Uh, and then like just let me know that he knew exactly where I was at that <laughs> moment. And I said, well, that's not creepy at all. And really, I'm just bringing this up because boys, we need to have a talk about, why why when when is right to use the feature of tracking the fucking geolocational position of my brothers i use griffin i used it to know that justin in the eight hour drive up stopped at two different sheets okay. so like see this is it that's th- what i used th- it th- for Travis, then that that tells me that there was a sort of ongoing surveillance of justin's whereabouts yeah happening. you can't set a notification like yeah. alert me when he stops at his sheets <laughs> hey phone Siri, Siri, please let me know anytime Justin checks out a sheet. That would I will require f- like more or less constant marketing. Like, did you have a lab in the back seat where you were like, <laughs> I had the boys down the lab working on it. It this is this is only to be used if I end up in somebody's cellar somewhere. Not if I you're just fucking bored and you want to see if I'm at J Crew. Okay. That's that's the. It, I'll fucking remove if it happens again. I'll remove it from my phone because this is a huge invasion of privacy. I was at J Crew and I was buying some slacks for the show. I was buying my show slacks there. There, just it actually popped up. Me. It popped up as a notification actually that you were buying show slacks. It's it's strangely specific. It let me know that Justin was getting a Dove double chocolate bar and a cheer wine, and that Griffin was buying show slacks. Uh, I hate every second of this. Please I don't. Have- please don't creep on my loke. I have I have uh, uh, had the actual thought before. Uh, another night at home, huh, guys? You guys should really get out there more. I want to text them and tell them they should go out somewhere because uh, I because I'm tracking you. Because I'm just curious how you're doing. Sometimes, you know, how are you doing? What are you up to? I mean, I'm, I'm actually I'm feeding my phone through. Uh, it's I've got a backup. Uh, yeah, secret I've phone. got a shadow proxy that's bouncing off in Belarus. Oh, Griffin's in Belarus. Cool. <laughs> 
<laughs> Belarus again, huh, Griffin? Wow, Griffin. Wow. You sure get over there a lot. Um, do you guys want a Yahoo? Yes, please. Yes. This one was sent in by uh, Morgan Davey. Keep it wavy, Morgan Davey. Uh, it's pretty good. It's by Yahoo Answers user. Sorry something's gone wrong. I want to call them. Burger Man asks, what is the meaning of the... Oh, man. Sorry. What is the meaning the of The Gambler by Kenny Rogers? God, man, you tell me. I heard the song on the way home from dinner last night. We all argued on what the song was really written about. I would like to know your views. I personally think it's about women. My son believes it's about poker. My wife says... <laughs> My wife says it's about life. <laughs> My son life. is very literal. My wife says it's about life. I can find anyone on the web where people have debated this topic. Okay. Little known fact, uh, it's about origami. Maybe y'all can help me. Thanks, CB. So I guess this is by Charles Bradshaw. What do you guys think it's about? I Here's the thing. A lot of people read too much into this. I think I'm going to go with the son. And I think it's just like a song all about high-level poker strategies. Well, I tell you, here's the thing. I think you're right on one level. But on another level, it's also about a song where someone dies in the middle of the song. It's And very often, that portion of the song is kind of glazed over. But there's a death in the middle yeah. of this song it's, that everyone sings all the time. The, okay, here's what happens in The Gambler. If you're looking for the <laughs> okay. little story of The Gambler... There's two men on a train. One man looks at the other man and says, hey, you're looking pretty rough and run down. Like, you don't look great. But if you let me, tr- <laughs> if you give me some whiskey, I will I will give you the answers that will help turn this around for you. And he's like, mm, okay, here's some whiskey. So he, uh, he drinks some whiskey and he says, play poker well. Some, every hand can win. Every hand can lose, and the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep. And then, as if like that, the, and he like winks, and then he dies <laughs> in his sleep. It's like, no, it was the most object lesson any teacher has ever taught. Watch the best you can hope for is dying in your sleep, like this. Allow me, to watch me do it. Allow me to demonstrate. And then there's a sequel called The Gambler Two, which is like, um, can I get some help in here? <laughs> There's a dead old man in this train car. There's a dead old man in here. Like, I, I gave him the wrong bottle. So let me I get forgot this. I had this. I forgot I had this pen cleaner with me. So let me get this straight, tough guy. You're sitting there with the man. The last thing he ever does is drink from a bottle you gave him, and then he Correct. just dies. Just like yep. that. Right after he says you should die in your sleep, he dies in his sleep. You really suspect us to believe that? You're going Listen, to Listen, you got to believe me. It was a beautiful moment. And he told me that you got no one to hold them and no one to fold them. And I think he t- he was talking about more than poker. And then he died. And then he died in his sleep. <laughs> and, but I still had to get to Philadelphia. So we sat on that train for a while longer. Because yeah, train- you can't just like stop a train at a, ho- at a hospital. How um, asleep does an old man have to be <laughs> if he drifts off mid-metaphor? And it's just like, I'm going to. Like, how long are you in that car before you're like, I'm gonna check this stranger's pulse. Yeah, uh, this has got like this has got. Uh, excuse, uh, excuse me. Is there more? 
uh, I gave you a taste of my whiskey. Excuse me, is there more to the, your uh, to your advice? The best that I could hope for is die in my sleep. Fuck you, old man. Like, I, what about like you know being happy and like making friends and shit? The old man like wake back up and be like, <laughs> just kidding. Follow your dreams. One more thing. Just one more thing. Sorry, I almost forgot. What I meant when I said die in your sleep, what I meant was wake up and have a great breakfast and maybe face a new day. Yeah. And also one other thing. Try keep your money in um, low risk mutual funds for you know as long and leave them in there because you're just gonna get hit with interest. But yeah. also, do die in your sleep. Bye. <laughs> tell your friends and family you love them as often as you can, and just remember, like you know, every day is an opportunity. And also, like die in your sleep. <laughs> in your sleep I guess. Uh, listen. All of this. Hey, is- old man, are you okay? Like, are you? <laughs> hey, I know you were talking about I seem run down. I'm now worried about you. Are you all right? Because all you want is my booze and to die. Are you okay? Listen, are you like, cool? Yeah. Listen, son, you're. I can see you're having a rough time. I've got things all figured out. Let me see if I can help. <laughs> do do poker good or do poker bad? Either way. <laughs> Die sleep. Die. Okay, okay, bye. You can have whatever is in my bags. Bye. My life is your life now. When he said taste of your whiskey, did this old man just up in the bottle? I'm going to kill myself with whiskey now. Good night. Okay, bye. Or the whiskey was poisoned. That's this what I'm song saying. is a song about killing a gambler. <laughs> And then I realized that I was the greatest gambler because the old greatest gambler died and now I was the best gambler. It's all of- <laughs> then I felt the quickening and his gambling <laughs> skill jumped into me because this is the way that gambler works. No one will ever admit it. Um, I'm wearing all his rings and I stole his identity. I couldn't make that fit. And I had to lie. This has been the plot to now you see me three. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Listen, all of this happens in the song The Gambler. But it's all really lessons about being good at poker because not a lot of people know this, but most of Kenny Rogers' songs are just kind of walkthroughs for various games. <laughs> so he has the one he has that one called Ocarina of Time and it's like gotta go to Kakariko Village and race against Dompe. Get yourself the hook shot to get in the forest temple. Don't ever keep a knight on the side of the board. They're much better pieces when they're active in the center. That's actually I, I was watching uh, the World Series of Poker once and Phil Mickelson was down and Everybody's like, whoa, what's he going to do? Like, oh, he's he's clearly beat. And, like, they'd already, like, gone all in, turned the cards over, and he died in his sleep and won automatically. <laughs> That's the and, like, and and everybody was blown away because they'd never seen that maneuver before. And then they checked his walkman, and he was just listening to the gambler yeah. on repeat. And they were like, holy shit, he's and that's, a genius. And that's sort of a weird through line through all of Mr. Rogers' songs. It's like, scoop up the fish. Go to Jabba Jabu. <laughs> die in your sleep. Wait, why do I? I was just about to get to Spiritual stone this is of a water. pro strat run through. If you're trying to get a hundred percent, also you gotta die in your sleep. <laughs> Wait, hold on. When you knock, I just can't. When you knock the painting over to the other people in thirteen dead end drive, then you go to sleep and you die, and then everybody died. 
<laughs> and Nathan and his brother, they're searching for the treasure. You gotta jump on the cliff, and then you die in your sleep. Level, Wait, hold on. Level up Chie Sadanaka until she learns boo foo. Use it in boss fights. Die in your sleep. <laughs> Like, I don't know what to do next. It's gotta be a glitch. <laughs> Maybe die in your sleep. <laughs> it is. I mean, you will have finished the game in a very literal sense. <laughs> you only made it to level two of Crash Bandicoot. What are you talking about? Yeah, but like sometimes the ball, the big giant thing rolls against you, and the best thing you can go for is to die. die no, that. Other people have beat Crash Bandicoot, Kenny Rogers. Sometimes the guru's gonna get ya. But you check the mailbox earlier and then die in your sleep. You made it 30 <laughs> you seconds. You made it so far. <laughs> you go west and then you go north. Use key on door. And if that doesn't work, you die in your sleep. Make the, no, come on. Make, we just started, Zork. Make, come on. Make the bricks line up and make them disappear. Oops, you got a stack. Go in. Die in your sleep. <laughs> Uh, this has been our show, My Brother, My Brother, Me. Uh, we hope you've uh, enjoyed yourself uh, for this very, very cinema-heavy episode, kind of a cinema-theme uh, cinnabon of an episode. Um, we uh, wanted to mention uh, we are doing a uh, fundraiser um, that, is, that is, has been so wonderfully successful for another show, um, uh, The Adventure Zone. We're not actually doing it. We... we Gave our blessing to this wonderful project. It's called The Adventure Zine. If you go to theadventurezine.com, you can pre-order an art book that has so many uh, incredible artists. Um, these artists and the organizers of this project, through their generosity, uh, have raised over $90,000 for Jesus, this project. that's insane. It's 306% of the goal. All the profits from the book are going to go to uh, the uh, Facing Hunger Food Bank, which is a uh, food bank here in the Huntington, West Virginia, uh, tri-state area. Um, so we're we're hugely excited about the, this project. Uh, again, it's not not our baby. We've put uh, a laughable amount of work but uh, into making this successful, but a lot of really good, hardworking people are are doing just that. We're extremely appreciative. So theadventurezine.com, go uh, pre-order that. I'm not actually sure how long the campaign goes. Do you guys have any idea how I long they're going to be no, accepting? No, but just assume like it ends tomorrow yeah, and go do it now. Yeah. Like, what are you waiting on? It. They've been kind of like slowly leaking out some of like the like previews of the art. It's fucking great. It's going to be stunning. Yeah. Um, a couple things. I want to say, as long as we're talking about people putting in a lot of hard work to make something awesome, we just got back from Max Funcon East. Oh, yeah. And it was incredible. Uh, not only was it a great time, everybody, like all the attendees were wonderful. We did an adventure zone and a bunch of people showed up in cosplay and it was very wonderful. And we're going to be publishing that. Our tiny black hearts. We're going to be uh, publishing that adventure zone uh, this winter sometime once Travis and I have the babies and are going to take some time off from... We need to figure out, by the way, boys, what we're doing with my Bim Bam during that period. Mm. Unless we start going to crank them out, but I don't know. If I mean, last time... last time, time we, Please let us know. Last time we had a parental leave was just when you left, and that's when we fucking launched Adventure Zone. Can you believe that so who shit? Who knows what's coming out now? Yeah, who knows what podcast we're going to start while Travis and I are gone. That's how we do it. We, we, we have babies, and we take some time off, and during that time off, we give ourselves a lot more obligations. 
for when I we th- come back. I think we should just do a full episode of Smart Stuff. I think that's oh, what fuck. we should That release. would be so good. Just, to, But Maybe. that's just you and Roman. Yeah, just me and Roman. That way you guys could do your own thing. And Roman and I, Roman, if you're listening to this, get at me, Justin at teengoogle.com. You also know how to DM me and shit. But let's do this, Roman. Um, speaking of more obligation, we also, this week, are going to start working, like really working, full full bore into uh, the My Brother, My Brother, Me TV show. Yes. So we will try to remain on a regular release schedule. We, but if we... No, we, we, we will. We, have, we are working with somebody who is going to help us uh, edit and, and get the podcast up. The I think the result for you, the end result for you, the user, I think Mabim Bams are probably going to go up a little bit later on Mondays. Um, then, then you're used to probably not Monday mornings, um, probably closer to like mon- Monday afternoon, maybe even evening, um, depending on like how crazy things are for us that, that any given day. Um, but that'll, that'll just be for a few weeks. Um, and then things will calm down again, but yeah, just, just a bear with us. We are so fucking excited to make this TV show. Like it has gotten to a, a point where like, I was so scared to make a TV show cause we never do like on camera stuff ever. And all of that has just been replaced with excitement because the 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 ideas for the show are just like so good, y'all. It's gonna be so so good. And if you keep an eye on like our Twitter and the Facebook group and stuff, we'll post some pictures. Get on CISO now. We'll... That's where it's gonna be. CISO is a, a, a like a TV comedy subscription service from NBC um, with a bunch of like original programming. There's also like stuff like Saturday Night Live and Kids in the Hall is all on there. But there's original shows that people are putting together. You gotta watch Take My Wife. On CISO. Oh, yeah. So it's, good. It's Cameron, Cameron Esposito and Rhea Butcher's show. It's fucking phenomenal. So, like, go get on it now and watch that and then watch our show when it comes out um, early next year. Uh, so, one last thing. We're doing a candle night show. In yes. case you missed the announcement last week, tickets are currently on sale. Um, as of yesterday, there were, like, 100 left or something. Um, so, don't wait. September 30th in Huntington, West Virginia. And we're going to be filming maybe not the whole thing, but, like, clips and bits for... The TV show, so some it's gonna be spoofs. some of our best, some of the best spoofs, spoofs and, and goofs, goofs and all the bloofs. It's gonna be great. Um, so it's gonna be an extra special candle night special. Yeah. Um, September thirtieth in Huntington. You can go to candlenights twenty sixteen dot bpt brown paper tickets bpt dot me. Uh, get the tickets now. Come down, hanging out with us. And it's not just my brother, my brother, me. It's gonna be my brother, my brother, me, Sawbones, Schmanners, and still buffering. So the whole set. It's gonna be really huge for twenty bucks. Um, um, it's actually twenty one because one dollar from every sale is going to Branches, a uh, domestic violence shelter here in Huntington. So you're buying a ticket and you're doing a little bit of good. Um, come down to the show and hang out with us. All right. Um, thanks to John Roderick and the Long Winters for the use of our theme song. It's a departure off the album, Putting the Days to Bed. Thanks to Maximum Fun for having us. You can go to MaximumFun.org and find all kinds of great podcasts there. And if you want to hear other podcasts from us, it's all at McElroyShows.com. All of our video and Twitter stuff is there, too. Okay. Final Yahoo. This one was sent in by Seymour Funk. And I don't know if that's a real name or not, gang. But I want it to be so badly. <laughs> There's a fun progressive ad at the top of the screen with Flo, and she's poking her head in like, hey, what's up? Okay. <clears throat> All right. It's from Yahoo Answers user Bmore, who asks, is it soup weather yet? My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Travis McElroy. I'm Griffin McElroy. This has been my brother, my brother, me. Kiss your dad square on the lips.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Attention, Europe. This fall, Maximum Fun is bringing a bunch of your favorite podcasters to London. Catch Judge John Hodgman, International Waters, and Bullseye all recording live episodes at the London Podcast Festival. We'll have fan meetups and we'll be joined on stage by a glittering array of celebrity guests. The London Podcast Festival runs September 22nd through 26th, and you can buy your tickets right now. Just go to MaximumFun.org. 